Welcome to the All IVF Ever Wanted podcast with Gareth and Emma. That's me. <laughs> documenting our next and possibly final round of IVF. Um, this process will be keeping me sane and probably driving Gareth a little bit crazy. <laughs> um, so we hope that this does also help you guys as well. So enjoy the episode. Today we are back, and we're in England now, by the way, guys, and we have started STEMS. So we're just going to catch you up on what we've been up to and um, how it's been going. So we left Dubai and we've had to run the COVID gauntlet to get home. Had to do quarantine, early release, all of that jazz, do about 100 PCR tests. And then we went straight up to London, didn't we? Yeah, we've been here for, I mean, we were in Brighton for how many days? About a week. We stayed with your parents, didn't we, for the quarantine five days. Yeah. And then we moved into a flat in Brighton for a week. Yeah, which was Christmas. which was nice. And now we've been up here at my sister's place in London for the last two, three days. Yeah. Um, thankfully, she's allowed us to use her flat because she we've done a bit of a, an apartment swap and she's using our flat in Dubai for a holiday break. So it's worked out really nicely. But we came after quarantine, we went straight up to London, mm-hmm. had to do our virology because our virology was done in Dubai and under the fertility regulator it needs to be done in the UK. So we read that here. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's been an absolute uh, nightmare really because every other person seemingly in the UK has yeah. COVID at the moment. Yeah. So of course, jumping on and off public transport, trains, subway, we've just got to be super careful because of course, if we, if either one of us flag a, a positive COVID test, it just means that you know, we may as well, you know, kiss goodbye to this 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 cycle, really. Mm. So we had to be super careful. Yeah. And so we, we did that. We did our quarantine thing. And then we went to London, had baseline scans mm-hmm. on day two of my cycle. Mm-hmm. And it was good, right? Like the best numbers that we've had. Yeah, really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I unfortunately, because of COVID, I'm not yeah. allowed into any of M's appointments. Mm. So I've got to wait outside, which is a bit of a pain. But at least the clinic is right off Regent Street. So at least there's coffee shops and shops. I can just kill some time looking around. Mm. But um, unfortunately, I can't go in. But M, you said the, the scans so far have, have gone really, really well. Yeah. Which proves, I guess, that the diet and all this kind of lifestyle changes is really actually paying off. Yeah, I think so. Which is surprising. And we're still early. So yeah, we're still early. Hopefully it will uh, it will just carry on. Yeah. So we had, um, I think I had, did I have five antral follicles in one and four in the other? I had nine, didn't I, I think, um, to start with, or three and six. That's it. Sorry, I had six and then three, six in the left and three in the right. And then we started stims. Well, I say we, me, started stims. And um, on the next scan, which we had a couple of days ago, I had uh, 11 in total, six, seven, and five, seven yeah, seven in the left ovary and five in the right ovary. So it's which, 12. Is it? Or was it seven and four? I don't know. You seven were there. Four. <laughs> no, seven and four. It was definitely. But either way, 11. either way, still some of the best results <clears> we have. I mean, what was your highest number on our previous IVF goes? Um, four and three, which then turned into six. 
Yeah, so um, so yeah, the results have been really good. Uh, we've got another scan, or you've got another scan tomorrow. Tomorrow, first yeah. thing in the morning. Yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully it'll be interesting to see how you know if there's any more follicles and what they've potentially grown or what size they are. So excited to see. Yeah, and um, found an acupuncturist here because mm-hmm. I've been having acupuncture every single week since um, September. I had it through the second cycle earlier in the year as well, but been having it every single week religiously for this whole prep Mm -hmm. with someone who specializes in fertility I'd like to say not just any acupuncturist they really have to understand IVF and how to support the different phases of the cycle um how to support each phase of your menstrual cycle is really important and someone that really has done a lot of work with people that are having IVF matters so we found another one at the London acupuncture clinic and I went to see her and that was cool. So I've had two sessions with them, got another session tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the effects of the meds, the first, normally for me, like we were saying in the last episode, day three is where I start to wobble. But I think for me this time it's been day four and day five, but then it, I am on different meds this time. Um, and the week before nine days before my cycle started I was taking estrogen tablets which I haven't done before and I have to say having bipolar it was really difficult I found it really really difficult um it scrambled like my thinking and I couldn't think straight and couldn't concentrate and forgetting everything and um feeling muddled you know which which is a definitely a bipolar thing um and I think estrogen when you have bipolar is is for me anyway hard I found it really hard so I was glad to be off of those from my perspective Mm. I think you actually handled it very well Mm. um compared to some of the medicine that you've been on in previous rounds Mm -hmm. what was the one that you really didn't agree with previously Diffuston. yeah see that was a whole different yeah that was like night and day I mean uh, from my perspective yeah the Diffuston made me feel really low um on the previous cycles but that's the equivalent that's progesterone that's the equivalent of crinone or cyclogest um so just pilled form of progesterone just doesn't suit me whereas pessaries or gels suit me better um but this estrogen for me wasn't that it made me low but it made me my head scrambled like absolutely scrambled and if anybody is listening to this and has sort of lives with bipolar you you will understand what I mean but yeah so I found that very difficult actually and was very glad to be off it and on stims and then felt quite good actually the first few days of stims really felt fine um and then got to day four day five and now honestly I'm really starting to feel um oh horrid tired you know short tearful cried a few times just randomly walking down the street haven't I that's mm-hmm. just randomly burst into tears, which is definitely hormones. So I'm definitely feeling tired this week, honestly. Um, less than a week to go, hopefully. Yeah. We've bumped heads today, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Both woke up on the wrong side of bed. <laughs> Temporarily forgot the agreement we had in place. <laughs> We, we hugged it out we did hug it out but oh my gosh we were not our best I think selves you just need some sleep i do need some sleep i'm exhausted yeah, you look you look very very tired even now yeah um what <clears> else <throat> is new pomegranates pomegranates oh my god so if you guys 
if you've seen them, you may have seen on my Instagram already, pomegranate. So the Stims shake that I've been having, I've been using this fertility shake every morning and then for Stims it changes and I have to have half a litre of full fat organic milk every single day. 250 mils of that goes into my shake along with half pomegranates worth of seeds and juice and um, some other things, um, which has come to us through Melanie Brown Nutrition, who I recommend to everyone. Um, I really, really recommend that if you're going to do IVF, the 12-week prep before is just... Don't underestimate the difference it could make to your cycle is all I'm going to say, because so far we've had the best numbers we've ever had. And the difference this time is we have both done this 12-week prep. Now, how that translates into results, we don't know yet. But as a starting place, I think the prep's done as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend Melanie Brown Nutrition. And she will tailor it to you exactly, depending on what what sort of gynecological and fertility kind of hurdles you've got um, that you're facing. Um, but anyway, this bloody pomegranate. Oh, my God. So I did a video because I just could not believe how difficult it was but then you know youtube and a few people sent me some messages <laughs> saying, how to correctly oh, you don't need to do it like that and it is actually easy <laughs> gareth does it now a meal of it the first time hey i thought i did a good job with no instructions you thought you did a good job well considering <laughs> i had no guidance i mean well, we figured that one out anyway yeah and your dad was saying that when he was younger we were talking to gareth's dad and he was saying that um when he was younger, they used to do it on a Saturday afternoon, didn't they? Yeah. They used to take a half a pomegranate each with a pin and they'd sit there and pin each pip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd be here, we're here all day. But anyway, Gareth's found a way. He just bashes it, bashes. Well, that's the proper way to do it, I think. You cut it, it in half, yeah. sp- sp- split it kind of uh, <laughs> slightly and then just hit the end of it and they'll fall out. Oh, well, it went very well, yeah. So, um, how are you finding the milk? Milk, do you know, I was dreading it and I said that, didn't I, in the other episode, but actually it's fine. It's yeah. fine in the shake yeah. and with the pomegranates and the blueberries, it's actually sort of like a milkshake. It's nice. And the other 250 mils, I literally get it out the fridge, nice and cold, whack it in the glass and I chug it back and it's all good. Yeah. I mean, I used to drink milk like that and I enjoyed it. Mm. It's all good. It's yeah. just weird when you've not had dairy for so long. But um, well, we've not had milk in yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, I know. We have almond milk and oat milk, is it? Yeah, sometimes, um, yeah. So, yeah, just general milk we've not had in a while. So, are you doing well there? Um, from my side, there's nothing really new. Mm-hmm. Apart from trying to keep 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 myself safe from COVID and continuing to ice my balls. and <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, I had a virology blood test as well, which was mm-hmm. pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one at the same time. I think the results have just come through. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just standard. So nothing else from my perspective. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. Just, um, just it's mad, isn't it, when you've not done it for a while, like we've had a big break. And even with us having that kind of awareness of having an emotional agreement in place, we've had like two wobble points, right? Still, even though we've been like super aware and... I will probably have another one. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, so it's just interesting, isn't it? Even with that awareness, it's still... This is not easy to navigate because I'm absolutely being pumped to the gills now with hormones. So I am like a hormonal lunatic. And 
taking everything very personally into heart and you know it's hard um perhaps part of that is bipolar too I don't know but I think a lot of it is hormones um which don't help and I just feel like I could cry at any moment just <laughs> Curl up into a ball and sob, and my ovaries are literally punching me from the inside out. Yeah, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? I was in a lot of pain. It's a good pain, I guess. Yeah. So be interesting to see what the what the scan's like tomorrow. Yeah, I mean that it makes you think, oh, I hope none of the follicles are running away and getting too big too quick. Um, but we don't know till tomorrow, so we can't speculate till then but um yeah i mean at the moment i've got 11 follicles between each ovary that are growing and all of those follicles are between eight to nine millimeters and 11 millimeters in diameter so for example in my right in my left ovary now i've got seven lots of nearly one centimeter balls all clustered together all growing um and in the other one i've got four one centimeter balls in diameter all clustered together all growing so they've got to pretty much double by the time we get to retrieval so yeah if I feel like I'm being punched through the tummy now I'll be feeling punched through the stomach then it's so weird they like feel heavy (laughs) I've seen you in in pain yeah Yeah. but as I said I'd I'd rather have that than not exactly yeah shows it's working shows it's working everything's growing um and I feel a bit nervous now. Like I feel it's it's like hope, isn't it? It just sort of sneaks up on you because you get good numbers and then you feel Hopefully hopeful and then that feels risky because then you think, oh, God, you know, get your hopes up. But um, what else can you do? That's the first thing you said, wasn't it, when you came out of the uh, clinics and you're worried about getting too hopeful again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've got to celebrate the small wins, right? Yeah, and it is just celebrate the small wins along the way. Um, but there's still a amount. There's still a part of like just being measured with it, you know, mm. because of course we've been in this territory before, not ended up with blastocyst embryos before. Um, but our numbers are better, so hopefully more chances right more numbers is more chances of getting a blastocyst embryo i mean one will do would be nice wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we keep our fingers crossed but i mean let's talk numbers actually and i know this depresses you but i think it is important to kind of share because it's something you weren't really aware of when we first went into it and i kind of had to explain it to you how the numbers kind of work and how it could just dwindle down so quickly. Mm. Um, and I do think that's something important to share, although I know it absolutely just depresses the life out of you when we talk about <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but for the benefit of others, I do think it's important to, you know, because your expectations do need to be managed, don't they, yeah. in this process? Yeah. Because if I was sitting here now thinking I was going to get 11 eggs, and out of that I was going to get 11 embryos, and out of that, they're all going to be genetically normal. I mean, where am I going to end up with that thought process if I stayed in that place right now? Yeah, and I suppose some people may get lucky, you know. Mm. Um, but I suppose if unless you've gone through this process and, and read about it and researched it, mm-hmm. why would you not think that? Yeah, but you know? but what I'm trying to say is actually 
I think it's just good to be honest about yeah, what it actually looks like. Yeah, and, absolutely. And um, typically what they say is however many eggs are extracted, 50 to 60% of those typically on average, right, just average numbers are fertilized. And out of that fertilized number, 50% of those will make it to blastocyst. Mm-hmm. And out of those blastocysts, if you're sending them off for genetic testing, 50% of those might come back genetically normal. I think that's the one that surprised me the most because I thought at that point, you know, I would have thought surely the majority of them would be genetically no. normal. I suppose it varies so much from individual to individual. But if I mean, the, there is very the, if they're the average, yeah, yeah, that was surprising to me. Yeah. So if we were to say, say we did get 10 eggs out, let's say, which would be a miracle for us, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got 10 eggs out and five of them fertilized. Well, say out of the 10 eggs, eight were mature. And then out of the mature eggs, 50% of those fertilize us four. And out of those four, four uh, to 50% gets blastocyst, two, and two gets sent away. So like a 50-50 chance, right, that we get one normal back. So it is um, it is a numbers game. And I also understand that when you've got a diagnosis of diminished ovarian reserve like me, those numbers can feel a bit scary. And... Um, but it's just important to know that just because you get 10 eggs out doesn't mean you're going to get 10 embryos back. There is like, a, it's like a funnel, right? It all goes in big at the top and it kind of funnels down through these different processes that you've got to go through. So just, just be aware of that and be aware of what the averages of your particular um, fertility hurdles are, because they do differ depending on what, what type of fertility hurdles you've got in the way. So these numbers are kind of for, for us, you know, for people like us with diminished ovarian reserve, low egg numbers, things like that. Um, so just do your research and be aware of what the averages are for your type of issue, your type of pathway, so that you can just manage your expectations as you go through this process. Because honestly, the waiting part for those embryos to hear if they get to blast, for me, they're really difficult days. Like mm. just waiting for the phone oh, to it's ring. It's a horrible place to be oh. like, on a daily basis. Oh. So, <laughs> just waiting but, for know, the phone to ring. Hopefully, I suppose this time around, we've got just our own space while we're going to go through that period. Yeah. And then, uh, well, yeah, all we can do is keep our fingers crossed, really. Mm-hmm. Just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So we are going to, um, we've got a scan tomorrow where we'll find out how many follicles are still growing and what size they are. And the idea is, is that you want to keep all the follicles in a similar sort of size, growing all similarly so that you don't get one follicle that kind of takes the lead because you have to pull the trigger, you know, the ovulation injection, you have to administer that in line with the largest follicle. So if you've then got one big and some that are under 1.6, likely you'll lose the ones that are under 1.6 because yeah. they're not big enough so what you want is like a crop they've all got to like come along jiggle along together um and you know try and get a decent crop of eggs basically is what we're doing trying to harvest them all at the same sort of time so there's none too ripe none too immature like all sort of in the same kind of space um and then we're sort of on now aren't we for retrieval either the third or the fifth yeah. And that will depend on my blood levels and the eggs, uh, the follicles, sorry, 
seeing what size they are and how well I'm responding. So we'll have an adjustment tomorrow. Um, got acupuncture at nine o'clock in the morning, scan at 10. She's coming on the podcast at one point. Yeah, so I've asked her yeah, to come on the podcast to talk about the benefits of acupuncture and why it can help, how it can help, and to explain the technical side of it because I'm just a patient, not an expert. <laughs> um, but I know that... Um, it does work and it can really help. Um, so I want to get an expert on to talk about that. So she's going to come on and talk about that, which will be good. Her name's Eva. Um, so I'll share that with you soon when that's recorded. And then as we get into, we're going to do another episode next week as we approach retrieval and another episode after retrieval to talk about that and the fertilization. And then after that, I have already recorded some episodes with um, the clinic that we're with and also an amazing embryologist who runs a not-for-profit in Dubai who um, have all come on to talk about embryos, embryo development, genetic testing, what are the differences, all of these questions that are far beyond me um, and I'm really excited to share those episodes with you because I know that they will speak to quite a lot of you, especially those of you that are listening that are going to have genetic testing as well. So I'm kind of really excited about the episodes that are coming up because um, they're going to be with experts too, which I think will bring you some real value. And um, you won't have to listen to me being just tired and knackered like I am today, <laughs> which I am. I'm so tired. Um, so yeah. Anything else you want to add this week? No, I can't think. I think we covered off all the main things we wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about in the next one. Yeah, and we just have to try and not kill each other. <laughs> between, oh my I think gosh, we'll be fine. oh gosh, it was terrible, guys, this morning, wasn't it? Though <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was really bad. We were bickering yesterday, weren't we? I think it's just down to the lack of sleep, isn't it? I am tired. And me, unfortunately, keeping you up at night. <laughs> my skin's in fits and my allergies. Gareth's and... allergies have kicked off lately, so he keeps like, waking up in the night. So we're just like sleep-deprived, full of hormones, you know, all of that. So we were bickering yesterday, so we didn't record the podcast yesterday. Early night for you tonight. We, didn't, we weren't friends. And then today we, uh, we had a fallout this morning, but we're all right now and <laughs> we, we both came in with our heads down so, <laughs> saying i'm so sorry <laughs> we don't hate each other really um so yes yeah, so that's been our morning so we're friends again now and now we just got to get through the next week and um we'll keep you posted as we go um you can follow stories on my instagram where I'm posting all of my bits and bobs and jabs and all of that. And if you're listening to this podcast after when we're actually recording it, you know, months or weeks after, then you can go to the highlights on my Instagram page and everything is documented for this round in prep 8A, prep 8B and round 8 in the highlight bubbles. So you can literally go in and follow the whole thing if you're literally joining us at this point um i've saved it all there in the hope that it might just help someone else as they navigate this for the first time right and gareth until the next one (laughs) (laughs) where we've hopefully had some more sleep we can go to sleep really early tonight i'm tired already and it's like half 12 go for a nap oh going for a nap all right guys catch you in the next one 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And if this podcast is bringing you any value or helping you in any way, what would be really um, lovely and what we would really appreciate is if you could hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a little review. And if you have liked it, give us five stars because this is the thing that will help other people find our podcast too. And that's how podcasts get seen. So um, it would cost nothing in terms of money and just a few seconds of your time but would really mean so much to us so thanks for listening and we'll be back next time